Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB were looking back at Tuesday, uh, back to school today, maybe yesterday? This week, anyway, for most kids. Uh, how does Kate feel about that? Uh, we, uh, we're um, not doing a good, very good job with the retirement homes. This story seems to come up every year. I'm um, still not. Haven't fixed it. Uh, but before any of that, uh, another thing that seems to keep coming up is that we're terrible at maths or at teaching it anyway compared to everyone else in the world. We have prided ourselves for years on being great educators. We have had internationally renowned educators. We have had children go to 20 kid schools in the back of beyond who turn out to be basically geniuses. Little country schools produced some amazing New Zealanders. We had people who believed in the power of education to lift people up out of misery, out of a poverty of hope and a poverty of ambition. Educators provided kids with the tools to shape the, la- the lives they wanted, not the lives they'd been handed. We believed in education because education and educators transformed our lives. And that is a legacy we are rightly proud of, and it's one that our modern-day kids deserve. They deserve to have that passion, that knowledge, that understanding, the excitement that comes with learning. And we're failing them. I would just like to point out, I mean, I'm 47, I think. I can't do the maths. Something like that. That was me making an ironic dad joke. Um, But back in my day, uh, I also had terrible maths teachers. I just want to be quite clear. I had some really, really bad ones. There are at least three I can think of straight off the bat. Even the one good maths teacher that I had was, was... a real weirdo. So I just want to make it quite clear this is not a new phenomenon. Maths teachers have always been super donch. I want to make that absolutely clear. Uh, what does Marcus think? I don't know where you are on this, and I am someone that was very good at maths and loved it. But I also have children at the beginning of the education system, and I don't have any great worries about the whole thing. It seems to me the children are getting a fairly broad and engaged education. They seem to be active. They seem to be curious. They seem to be involved. I think it, in the last 50 years, I think probably the education system has got miles and miles better. And I don't know anyone that can't do what they want to do because they can't times tables. I don't know anyone that's, I know reading's important because you can't read, you can't text. But when it comes to numeracy, I'm not freaking out. Yeah, they don't rote learn the times table. I'm okay about that. I tried to rote learn the kids the timetables during the COVID lockdown and they weren't that into it. And after a while I thought, jeepers, creepers, I'm probably destroying this kid's love of numbers. But they've since come back a year later. Dad, what's this? Dad, what's that? 
and they're, they're probably doing as well on their own, just the way they've been taught, that they probably know as much as they would have known if they learnt the times table anyway. Now, they know things like four eights is the same as two sixteens and those sorts of things, those sorts of things that they're taught. So they can always work it back and actually work out what the numbers are. So yeah, I'm quite heartened by the whole thing. I don't want to make it I'm some sort of extra, instant expert on teaching or of the what, what's going on, but it seems to me they're doing pretty well. He was worried about destroying his kids' love of numbers. Unquote. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, I understand that some people do love numbers. But I don't think you have to love numbers, do you? Anyway, at school, generally, more generally, uh, it's back for most kids this week here in New Zealand. Uh, aren't they lucky? It's not cheap, though. By the time you've done the stationery shop, the inevitable next size up of the school shoes and uniform bits and bobs, tried to shop up all the politically correct items for the lunchbox, it's an expensive wee exercise. There's the, uh, there was the occasional item I had to expel from the supermarket trolley yesterday, which my daughter had thrown in optimistically. I mean, once upon a time, I might have been relaxed or a bit more relaxed about the odd packet of Doritos in the lunchbox, but God help you if that enters the school gate these days. So to all the parents finally seeing children off to school this week, let's hope they actually get to stay there for at least a full-term one of 2021. Is boarding school still a thing? You're like... You don't hear about it as much these days as you used to. I'm just, I'm just sort of wondering um, why I never sent my kids to boarding school. That would have been, seems like an elegant um, solution to a lot of stress in my life over the years. Okay, one more year to go and then I don't have to worry about school at all anymore. I thought I didn't have to worry about it anymore when I left and then you have kids and then you're back there again all the time. (sighs) terrible place um not as terrible uh as uh retirement homes though apparently my parents in auckland are in their 80s both really well but they're just looking at uh at the future and we've been looking with them at a couple of retirement villages yeah uh, a couple of large ones um metro life care obviously is in one of those and um it's quite interesting because you've got a big capital gain in Auckland at the moment, so they're sort of in two minds about selling their apartment um, and moving into one of these places, which is actually a lovely three-bedroom home. But they are going to pay, um, I'll, I'll tell you the figures, they're going to pay 1.3 mil for a three-bedroom home, which is in a lovely spot. Um, and they lose, I think it's 20% a year for three years. So after three years, the home is worth 900 grand. And that's all they're going to be able to get out of it, regardless of the length they stay there. So that's a fixed figure. So they're losing $400,000 in three years. But then again, for them, it's probably convenient. And they pay 150 a week on top of that um, for whatever you'd like to call it, a swindle fee or whatever the, um, <laughs> what, the agent calls it. The bit I'm not understanding is why do they lose that much in the first three years? Is that just maintenance, wear and tear? Technically. Well, I don't know. It's just, a, I guess, a fee to keep the whole complex going. Going, yeah. I mean, what what you're talking about is, so you buy it for $1.3 million knowing that if in three years' time your mum and dad were still alive and decided that they didn't like it and were going to go to somewhere else, 
they will only get 900000 back for it. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, my mother-in-law um, is in a difficult situation that the, the water where she is, uh, she's having an allergic reaction to it. Um, and they're not doing that much about it, but she can't really move because of the whole not getting your money back. Will you? So that's not very good, is it? Sorry, that bit wasn't very funny. I know I'm supposed to do stupid funny things, but I was just reflecting on that. That's not a very good situation. I know what to, one of those situations that you're not quite sure what to do about. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit like uh, all the chefs who uh, won't ever be able to cook with gas ever again if the recommendations from the climate change report are followed through on. What proportion of restaurants and cafes are on gas, do you reckon? Oh, most of them. Very few, very few of you running on electric. Very and, few. And so what do you reckon is going to happen now that we have to eventually get rid of gas by the 2040s? Are they going to have to think about starting to get on the electricity? Um, well, it's well, a number of things. Well, I mean, one is, you know, was it done by 2024? Um, you know, if you new builds, including cafes, no gas. Right, so they, you know, they'll have to go to um, go to electric, and then the rest is like at the end of their natural life, you'll have to replace any equipment, any gas equipment, you'll have to replace with electricity, which is just the most unbelievable can of worms you've got to open. I mean, do you, do you replace the single deep fryer that's the, that's gas, or do you start changing everything? Because to start doing that means ripping out equipment, it means ripping out walls. You know, I mean, you, you know, your plumbing's got to go, and your wiring's got to change, and three phase power's got to come in. You know, this is, it's not just as simple as like taking one appliance out and swapping it and putting another one in. I mean, surely you know, what you would end up massive. doing... Boz, surely what you'd do if you, if you had to do this is you just do it all in one go, right, and you leave it to the very last minute, which probably means that we're going to end up with the entire Hospitality Association ripping out their gas all at once. I'm so confused by this. I thought we were supposed to be on gas so we didn't use as much electricity because electricity generation was bad. And now, I'm so confused. And also, um, I don't know what will happen to all those um, montages that they do on those cooking programs, um, you know, when they show people um, chopping things up and dropping things into boiling water. There's always the firing up of the gas hob as well. Uh, It's not going to look very good if it's just an electric element, is it? Um, I'm worried about the induction thing. My my, um, my other in-laws, not the one I was talking about before, uh, they've got um, induction cooktops, and I can't even make them work. I can't even seem to make, get the pot to sit in the right place to get it all to go. So that's all a bit of a mystery, magical trick for me. Anyway, that's how I get out of um, cooking. When I'm staying with the in-laws, anyway. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. Uh, we're really cooking with gas. Wanted to get that in there somewhere, and now I'm regretting it. Uh, but I'll see you back here again uh, tomorrow for more.